Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Psalm 19, we're going to read verse 1 through 7 to begin. This is our foundation. The heavens declare the glory of God. He preaches the atmosphere, doesn't he? (laughs) The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech. Thank God. Aren't you glad he's not just a daytime God? Hallelujah. He says, day unto night uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Isn't that awesome? God knows all the languages. Their line, which is their dominion, their their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. I haven't quite been to the end of the world, but I've been very close. (laughs) And so, where did I stop? Their line, no. Their line's gone out through all the earth. There we were. And their worlds to the end of the world And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. The far, far east, where the sun goes into its hiding, into its tabernacle, before the sunrise begins to come the other way. That's neat. He said, which is a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. We ran a race recently. It was a 5K, and uh, whew, made it, <laughs> 48 seconds, no, minutes. <laughs> so that was good. I'd been Superman if I was going 48 seconds. He said, his going forth is from the end of heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. All right, Father, we thank you for this word. We just pray right now that it come into our hearts and uh, will be a good seed that will produce great fruit in thy name. Amen. Amen. This is why the the devil does not want you to read the Bible. It's because the law of the Lord is perfect. Everybody else is a little right, little left, little up, little down, extreme here, not extreme, but the law of the Lord is perfect. You can follow a perfect law. And it is the law of the Lord that is perfect that will convert the soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. Okay? And so it's converting. He didn't say the law of the Lord converted the soul. 
He didn't say the law of the Lord will someday convert the soul. He says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And it's a process. It's going on. It continues to happen. He's still converting the soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Man, if you can master your mind, your will, and your emotions, you can master this life. Amen? So the law of the Lord is perfect. That's why you need to read it. Converting the soul. It's a process. Somebody say process. Amen. And then he says, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. What, what does he mean, the testimony of the Lord is sure? What is that pertaining to? And making wise the simple. All right? The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. That word for sure in the Hebrew is the word we get, our word concrete. It becomes foundational, solid. How many of you know you don't build a house on the, directly on the ground? You have to dig deep, put in a good foundation. And then when the winds come and the rains come and the floods arise, your house is going to stand. Amen. We, we want to be the church that can bring you throughout a year and year after year, bring you doctrine, which doctrine just means teachings or understandings. Okay, what's your doctrine? Some people say, I don't care about doctrine. I just want to know what you believe. <laughs> That's the same thing. All right, That's our doctrine is what we believe. And so doctrine doesn't do that unless that you're able to be wise. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the law is sure, making wise the simple. He's testifying about the wise, the, the, the wise simple. And the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. My goodness, look at all of that. So we see just all that God is doing through His Word. The heavens declare the glory of God. And, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day, utter speech. He continues to speak. He continues to speak. Day and night, He continues to speak. Night unto night, He shows knowledge. God wants you to be wise. He wants you to be educated. He wants you to be wise in the kingdom and in the Word of God. Amen. He built the Word that it would become meat for you and bread for you. That will give you uh, proteins, you know, and energy. And so you know, brother and sister, that God, I think sometimes that people that are saved... And they're doing pretty good, are kind of the hardest people to get to move up one more level. And it's the same thing for the middle class uh, in reality. America, the United States of America, has the largest middle class in the world. 
Now, I've been on five continents, I'm telling you, every country has rich and poor. Not everybody has a middle class. You go to Haiti, little to none, middle class. But there's all kinds of shacks, all kinds of people laying on the street with, you know, just blankets pulled under them. And yet, in the history of Haiti, it's either three or five times the sitting president called an assembly to give glory and praise to Satan and to dedicate the island of Haiti to Satan. There's a one-mile difference between Haiti and, and the resort place, Dominican Republic. There's a one-mile no-man's land width. And so you're not supposed to go into that because if you do some uh, one side or the other, maybe both of them will get you in the crosshairs. One-mile difference. One half of the island is, it's doing good. There's good homes. There's a lot of people, there's still some poor. Still, still poor there. But they're doing better. Then the other side is complete destruction. Complete destruction. Everybody's poor. Except the government. And they die rich because the people figure out how rich they are, then they kill them. We have a choice in light and dark. We have a choice whether we're going to run with this thing or if we're just going to, you know, take a little stroll. <laughs> I appreciate it that the 5K was a run, walk. Run, walk. They said that was a run, walk. And so several people said, well, did you run or did you walk? I said, well, I read it on the paper and it said it's a run slash walk. So I felt obligated to run and walk. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Yesterday I drove off, uh, we drove out on one of the country roads and we picked out a, a distance for me. So now I know how I can practice a, a 5K before the next one. You're going to be working on that. And my road doesn't have any big hills like theirs did. Right? I mean, you don't have to make it harder on yourself. Right? Sometimes you ought to give yourself a break, right? Yes, that's right. But pursue God. Pursue the giver of light. Pursue the one that enlightens the eyes. Pursue the one that is able to tell what will happen thousands of years before it ever happens. Amen. Serve the one who sent his son. That son that lived a perfect life. The only human being in flesh and blood to ever live without sin. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't take the middle ground? Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, well, I... I'd like to go. What would have happened if Jesus did not go to the cross as his assignment was? The Bible clearly tells us that there were legions and legions and legions of angels, warrior angels, 
that if Jesus had folded up his arms and said, Father, these people will not be worthy of your salvation. These people will mock you. They will, they will curse you. And, and no, I will not go to the cross, and I will not die. Do you understand that if Jesus did not die that night, every human being on earth would have died that night, and God would have done another, another Genesis 1? Because God would not leave us eternal sinners. So he sent us away. Jesus went all the way with it. The cat of nine tails. People died just from that beating. I've seen those stripes. I saw those stripes in the courtroom. When I was pleading for my brother's miracle. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it from just right here at the neck all the way here. Scar over scar over scar. Some deeper, some lighter, but scars. Just, it was, it, it looked more like a man that had been deeply burned. All those stripes, but by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. We're healed. Well, but I'm sick today. But you're healed eternally. Amen. There's not going to be one doctor's office in heaven. I used to say, like, you know, there won't be any doctors in heaven. And I had a doctor say, now, wait a minute. <laughs> he said, what do you mean there's not going to be any doctors in heaven? I said, no, 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 that's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is there's not going to be any doctor's offices in heaven. Right? And there'll be no more funeral homes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's going to be good. He went all the way. Let's go all the way. He said creation declares God. Now it's our time to declare God. It's our time to come under his, his authority. Verse 10, he said it was, you desired the word. He's still talking about the word more. You desire the word more than the honeycomb, more than gold. The word of God is greater than, than gold and greater than the honey of the honeycomb, sweeter, sweeter. You know what's really a special thing about that honey of the honeycomb? There's a lot of things that's kind of sweet out here, but when you get to the uh, honeycomb, you don't just have the honey. You've got the structure that's holding that honey together. <laughs> You've got the glue that makes you last, right? We've we got to be that die-hard Christian. You know, we're not going to give up. Somebody look at your cross-eyed. Just pray for their cross-eyed face and go on. Amen. He said the word is desired more than the honeycomb. The word is sweeter. The honeycomb unique in places to get word because you have to go to the source. It's sweeter at the source. You get you some angel friends hiking around with you and that's good. Have two, three angels. I've been prophesied too many times 
around the world that I have three angels that are with me everywhere I go. Never have seen them, but they're there. People that love the Lord, they get drawn to it. People that don't get mean. Yeah. Went right in Walmart. This guy said, you're one of the pastors of this town, aren't you? I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, well, I just hate to ruin your day. I said, well, how are you going to do that? He said, I'm going to tell you I don't believe in you. I don't believe in your church. I don't believe in your Jesus. I don't believe anything you've got to say. I said, you haven't moved me at all, sir. Have a good day. Kept on going. Because it's sweeter at the source. It's sweeter than the honeycomb. Amen. You take that old sour thing you want to, if you want to, and you just stand there and pucker up and just go ahead and live a sour life. But God wants you to live a life of sweetness. Uh, He wants you to live a life at the source. Amen. You don't have to be 10 miles away from God. You don't have to be 1,000 miles away from God. You can step right out uh, in your yard and say, Father, and there He is. Just look at all of that. And you'll know that he's right there. You can walk in a hospital room and say, dear God, and there he comes. Amen. Amen. It's desired more. He said the reverence of God is clean. Clean. It's good to be a a clean Christian. Right? Clean. Well, what's the opposite of that? Dirty. Dirty. There's a lot of dirty mouth people. Right? When they're young, we call them potty mouths. And then they get older, we call them dirty mouths. And it doesn't change your day. Verse 11 is good. 1911. He says, moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. He has just said that it is like fine gold and that it is sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. And then he said, moreover, by them, meaning what? The word of God, right? The honey of the honeycomb, right? And so moreover by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. You know why so many people don't want to read the Bible? They don't want to hear it. They don't want to get condemned by it. They are hard-hearted. They don't want to be convicted. They want to do their own thing. You know what? You can do that in everything in life, and you'll fail at everything in life. Amen. And so the Word gives us warning. It takes love to warn somebody. It's, at its base, it's common courtesy to warn somebody. I, I don't know how you are, but if, I'm, if I go up a road and, and there's, there's a problem in the road, and, and I can safely get over and somebody else is coming, I'm the guy going, you know, you want to slow down, you know, until until somebody comes by with some 
you know, sirens and lights and all that good stuff to work it all out. People who warn you are sticking their neck out. People that warn you love you. They would rather you be angry for a moment than to be destroyed by what was going to happen. See, children can't get that, or they, they won't get that. You know, well, you just think you're the boss of me. Well, how long did it take you to figure that out? What gives you the right to tell me what to do? I buy your food. I put socks on your feet, clothes on your back. I cool and heat the air you breathe. Huh? I didn't just make that up here, did I? Huh? Yes, I have. And I'll say it as long as it is needed to be said. Now he says it. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? He, he, he heeded the warning, and now he's, he's warning another generation. Woo, man, I can almost run on that. That's right. Listen, warn. People that warn you, you ought to hug them. You ought to thank them. You might ought to give them a tip. <laughs> give them a five, give them a ten, give them a fifteen, do something. Well, ten and five. If you're passing out 15s, we'll be seeing you in jail before long. <clears throat> All right, I got to finish. I'm having way too much fun. All right. In keeping of them is great reward. What do you think? Streets paved with gold. What do you think about golden gates? Mansion. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Mansions. Your house is going to look like a storage building next to your mansion. God wants to reward you. He's watching, but he's not watching to get you. He's watching to help you, to speak the word into you, for you to obey that word, for you to hear that word. Amen. Hear that word. Children, I don't know how generations of children get to the place that they always think by the time they're 15, they're smarter than their parents. What kind of sense does that make at all? Fifteen, you're still squeezing pimples. What? You ain't got enough control over your life to get a clean face. You can't say a full sentence without it going high and low. I have a feeling that may come back in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> we'll put it to the test and see. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Somebody did one of the most irresponsible things they could ever do. 
for their own good. They dared to teach you something, to say something into your life. Those people, if you do get this gold, fine gold, and you do get this sweeter than honey in the honeycomb, then you will highly esteem the people who took time to teach you something. Amen? God is speaking His Word to you daily. Thoughts go through your mind that are of the kingdom. You hear whispers of of, of thoughts in your life. God is speaking, and He wants to speak. He said in verse 12, what I've just said, who can understand his errors? We we don't even figure out how wrong we were. Who can understand his errors? Right? Then he says, cleanse thou me from secret faults. Oh, boy. There's... Are you in public? And it ought to be you at home. And you at work. And you everywhere you go. But some people have a you everywhere else, but it's not who they are at home. It's not what they're doing. Well, let me give you some advice. Well, did you do it that way? Well, no, I didn't do it, but let me tell you. Well, if you're kin to me, I might let you get by with that. (laughs) Brother and sister, who can understand his errors? We got 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. They don't even understand their mistakes. And they want to make big decisions. You may put you behind the wheel of a car. Are you nuts? Or do you think I'm that crazy? Because you're not going to like the first segment of learning how to drive. Because you ain't getting behind the wheel of my car until I know whether or not you're going to listen to me. Right? And if you're not going to listen to me, I'll wait another year. I already got my license. I got it. So it don't bother me. I've been known to tell children, you will be the last person in your graduating class to get a driver's license. And that's exactly what will happen so are you understanding how good that God is that he wrote a book for you he wrote a book for you God cared so much about you he put a Sunday school teacher in your life it doesn't matter how good that Sunday school teacher is if you don't come to Sunday school, right? It's actually a 45-minute period here. Then we transition. 
God trying to teach us. And he wants to teach us so that we can have the purest of gold and the sweetest of the honeycomb. He wants you, you know, people are like, I just think it just takes battle after battle after battle after battle to get through the world. Well, if that's what you want, you can have that. You have that. You can fight the whole stinking state. If that's what you got to do, prove how big a man you are. Or you look in the mirror and say, hey, fool. A fool is one who will not regard God, will not regard his word. I give you scripture for that. You know that. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Right? But I want the blessings of the Lord. Do something he can bless. And when you find something you can do that God can bless, keep on doing it. Do it again and again and again, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade. Do it until you get that first foot through the pearly gates and that honeycomb and the sweetness put right there. Amen. All I need is two feet inside the gate, a little bit of peanut butter, and uh, maybe a little bit of toast, and give me the honeycomb. I'm not going to walk through the whole city before I get it, right? I'm going to just get it right at the gate, bless God. God, you know, you know I've earned that by your grace. <laughs> Stand with me today. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.